Welcome to the Dad's Off-Duty Podcast. I am not your host, Seth Michaels. The deep, sultry voice you're hearing right now is Jason. Yep, I'm flying solo today. It's been a while. How are you? I'm going to get into why I'm flying solo, the future of the podcast, and we're going to talk a lot of Christmas stuff. First, as always, we have to start with the dad joke. And this episode, I'm going to be sprinkling in Christmas dad jokes throughout the episode. So they're dad jokes because I found them on dad websites and groups and the like. So first one, how is Christmas exactly like your job? You do all the work and some fat guy in a suit gets all the credit. Hey, I'm glad you clicked on this episode, and I'm glad you're listening. It's been a while, like I said. In fact, it's been a long time because Seth and I actually did record an episode centered around Thanksgiving. Problem is that we ran into some technical issues. We recorded it twice, actually, and both times we could not get an episode that was worth the high quality that we know our fans like. In reality, the episodes were lost. You record an episode... You go to find it in your files and your folders, and you find out it was not properly uploaded, or I'll spare you the technical mumbo-jumbo. It's just something got fucked up. So that was a couple hours of our lives lost, unfortunately. And the reason why you're not hearing Seth's voice today is because he went under the knife recently. If you've listened to the podcast for a while, you may know that Seth has had some physical tolls that he's been dealing with the last year, or probably longer than than a year. I think back in the spring or summer, he went under the knife and got his hip replaced, one of his hips replaced. At the time, he knew that his other hip was also jacked up, so... He planned some surgery around the holidays because that's a smart thing to do. And uh, he went under the knife again, and now his other hip has been replaced or surgically modified. He's probably rocking a robo hip right now. But either way, he's laid up right now. So I didn't want too much time to pass before you heard at least one of our sultry voices. So here I am. We're going to try to make this work, folks, and we're going to get through this together. So that's what's going on with Seth. He will be back at some point, but for now, you got me. Now, as I've said at the beginning, I would like to talk a little bit about Christmas because it's upon us. And I went into a long diatribe in our Thanksgiving episode because... We were just starting, my wife and I, with The Elf on the Shelf. Now, those of you who are listening, who have done this or are currently doing it, you know what I'm going through. But for those that haven't, I'm going to explain. I'm tired. I'm really tired. The reason I'm tired is because this Elf on a Shelf thing has gotten my kids acting like every morning is Christmas morning. They're always up with a lot of energy, but now it's intensified. Especially in the beginning, when we first started doing the Elf at the beginning of December, they were ramped up and they were not going to bed because they were so excited to find out where the Elf was going to be the next morning. 
they would wake up very early, could hear them on the monitors, ready to go. And on top of that, my kids left the elf with homework assignments. What do I mean by homework assignments? Let's see, the first night, my daughter left a long note with a lot of questions for the elf that the elf, I'm putting elf in quotes, had to answer. So that had to be done. There were snacks left for the elf, which I'm not going to complain about. I mean, the type of snacks they left left a lot to be desired. I would have preferred maybe, you know, some cookies and some whiskey, but instead it was milk and fruit snacks, which is just a glorious combination if you've never tried it. I think the first night there was a puzzle that was left for the elf to do, so that's what everybody wants to do at 10, 11 o'clock at night before they go to bed is let's do a puzzle. It sets calm down, but we also have to, well, A, remember to put the elf in a different spot every night. So, you know, I, I set a reminder on my phone, and thankfully that's gotten us out of a few jams. You moms and dads that have done the elf on the shelf, I'm sure you'll relate to that. In fact, maybe you've forgotten to put the elf out one morning. What else? The elf. Yeah, so it, it, the excitement's gone down a little bit, which is good my sleep habits. I appreciate that. But now we're um, getting very close to Christmas and there is an understanding that Elf will leave on Christmas Eve morning, I believe. And that's causing some tears. So now we've got that to deal with because the Elf is so damn fun and hides in such wacky places that they're going to miss seeing the Elf. And Lord knows the Elf cannot survive doing this 365 mornings. So the elf will promptly leave when it's scheduled to. Okay, another reason why I am coming to you now, because my awesome wife, I got a gift from my in-laws, but basically it was my wife telling my in-laws, hey, this is what Jason will want. I'm going to get into this present thing in a minute, but I'm on a brand new blue Yeti nano microphone, which I want to test out. Uh, previously, for those of you who are tech techies or maybe podcasters like myself, I've been rocking a Blue Yeti Snowball Ice, which is a less, the quality on it is not as good as the one that I believe I have now. So I would like to give this a test run and I'm very excited. So hopefully you are hearing me a little crisper and before so if you want to drop me a note and let me know how the audio is this time around i would really appreciate that always looking to make the podcast better so trying to upgrade the equipment here i want to talk a little bit about presence too because we are on the precipice of christmas i want to ask a, a, the dads a question and I, I guess this goes out to the to the wives as well the moms if you will but do you help your wife wrap presents, you know, for your kids and stuff? It's a big job. And we, as we sit here today, it's the 21st of December, and not a present has been wrapped yet in our house. And um, I'm going to be honest with you, I'm feeling the heat a little bit because I'm looking in our storage room, and uh, I see all the boxes. And we basically have been putting all our presents in black 
garbage bags because pretty much everything has been shipped to our front door through Amazon or whatever, Target, um, Walmart, etc. They promptly go from the front porch into a black garbage bag, and then I carry the garbage bags down to the basement. We have a little storage room that the kids basically never go in. So they're sitting in there, and that's there's a, a pro tip for you. That's it's gonna be some time consuming wrapping going on the next few nights, and we're running out of nights here very quickly. But let's be honest, this is more important. Me talking to you is way more important. So you're welcome. I help my wife wrap presents. I'm not great at it. She is much better than I am at this. But you know, I'm there to lend a hand and try as well as I can. So I'm just curious what uh, the percentage of husbands that help their wives wrap presents, or is that something you just leave to your wife and you just sit on the couch and scratch your balls? I mean, those balls aren't going to scratch themselves, am I right? The other thing about Christmas is a lot of us, me included, get a nice Christmas break. What I mean by that is I've got about two full weeks with no work. Well, this year is a little bit different because I've been working from home, so let's be honest. Those of us that have been working from home that have been lucky enough, uh, we find some time in between meetings and whatnot to get a couple things done. This Christmas break, I'm not sure. I'm starting to already see the projects pile up, and I'm not sure how much relaxing I'm going to be doing. Over the fall, I completely redid our kitchen cabinets, and what I mean by that is I took off all the doors, sanded everything down, and painted them. My wife wanted them painted a new color. And being the awesome husband I am, I did that. And the great thing about that is I could do that while I'm, you know, got a conference call in one earbud and painting with with one hand and taking notes with the other. So multitasking, am I right? But now the time has come for another home project. And over the Christmas break, I will be remodeling. I, I shouldn't say remodeling. Master bathroom. Basically, going to be painting all the walls and the cabinets. My wife is on a quest to get rid of all the brown cabinets in our house. Basically, all the brown wood in our house. To date, I've done two of the three bathrooms in our house. I've done the kitchen cabinets. I've done the banister, the stair rail. What else have I done? I've done some uh, French-style doors that go into our den. All that has had this, you know, this medium brown wood that was very prevalent in the 90s and early 2000s, but now everything's changing, and someone somewhere decided that brown wood is no longer nice, so I am uh, on a quest to get rid of all the brown wood in our house, and I'm getting pretty close, let me tell you. So that's what I'm going to be doing my Christmas break. And I, I sound like I'm complaining, but I'm going to be honest with you. Don't tell my wife, but I actually like doing home projects. I love building. Building's awesome. I, I built my basement. I, I may have said this before, but uh, my basement was unfinished, and my dad and I completely finished our basement. That was a ton of fun. Building something from scratch with your hands, especially woodworking, like building walls, framing it out, designing where the rooms are going to go, that's fun. Painting, ah. Uh, uh, that's not on the top of my list, but yet here I am. I promised you more dad jokes. I got another one for you. 
What do a train set and your wife's breast have in common? They were both made for kids, but you can't help playing with them. And ain't that the truth? Now, before I get into more Christmas stuff, I think, I think it's time for a timeout. And those of you who know where I'm going, you are probably already saying it. It's cocktail o'clock. So, of course, you know me. We're in the Christmas season. So I'm going to do a Christmas drink. Of course, what ingredient am I going to focus on, being that it's Christmas time? I'll give you a second to think about it. All right, you're back? Yes, for those of you who chose peppermint, you are right. I chose a drink with peppermint schnapps in it because it's that time of year. So the drink I'm making this week is called a Frosty the Snowman cocktail. And I'm a little bit worried, I'm going to be honest with you, because it's got a kitchen sink of ingredients. It has two ounces peppermint schnapps, two ounces of vanilla rum. Now, I don't have vanilla rum. I like rum, but I don't need vanilla rum in my life. So I'm just going with your standard spiced rum. Two ounces of blue carousel, which is what helps make this drink blue. And I'm going to post a picture on our Instagram at Dad's Off Duty Pod so you can see this vibrant, cheery drink. Uh, you need... Now, here's where I kind of went off the rails. You need about 10 ounces of Sprite. It says, or lemon-lime soda. I don't have Sprite in my house currently. I like Sprite, but we don't have it. We have this lemon-lime soda, though. Now, Sprite is white in color. So when you add all these ingredients together and then you add the blue carousel, it's, this drink is a very vibrant blue, like I just said in the pictures. Now, I have this lemon-lime pop, so... Yeah, I'm from Michigan. I call it pop. So it's like a Mountain Dew type of a pop. So it's a little yellowy. Now, when you add blue and yellow, think back to first grade art class. This is a very green looking drink, which, hey, green's a Christmas color, so it can't be that bad, right? And then at the end, you, you mix all of that in a mixer with some ice, you shake it all up, pour it in on the rocks, and then you can add a maraschino cherry for a garnish. Now, you can go above and beyond. They said that you can do a glass rim with crushed up candy canes. I don't have any peppermint candy canes. Plus, I'm not one for sugaring rims, so I skipped that part. Sorry, but you can do that, frankly, if you're hosting a party, which nobody is in 2020. That would be very festive and a cool party trick. But alas, no candy cane in my drink. And we're going to give this concoction a try right now. Um, ooh, okay. I don't taste the peppermint. I taste just the lemon-lime. It's very lemon-limey. Oh, okay. Now the peppermint's coming. I've got the peppermint. Hmm. This drink has a lot of crap in it. I'm not... Uh, you know, I'm on, I've been on a really bad roll lately of terrible drinks. I'll give it another try. It's growing on me a little bit. 
again, though, you got peppermint, you've got spiced rum, you've got blue carousel, which is like an orangey type liqueur. You know, it's blue. It's 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 orange flavored. And you've got lemon lime. So you got lemon, lime, orange, peppermint, cherry, because you got the cherry in there. Whew, this is the kitchen sink of cocktails, my friends. It's festive, though. If you like peppermint, the peppermint does get there. It just takes a second. Maybe it's for you. I'm going to, it's okay. It's growing on me. Maybe if I keep sipping it, it's going to go up in stars. But for right now, out of five stars, I'm going to give this, I'm going to give this two and a half. I'm going to put it right in the middle. If, if you like festive, bright drinks, again, use Sprite. Do not use Mountain Dew or uh, Mellow Yellow or one of those. Try to get Sprite because the, the color is pretty cool. By the way, I mentioned earlier we did a Thanksgiving episode. We tried to. Both times I wanted to try a Thanksgiving-type drink. So for that, I did a drink with cranberry juice in it because cranberry sauce. I want to tell you that I made a Cosmopolitan, my wife's favorite drink. A drink I've also never tried. I went into a long spiel about the history of the Cosmo. I was really proud of it. The problem with that drink is that it has cranberry juice in it. The other ingredients are vodka, triple sec, lime juice. All of those are great. And then the problem is you throw cranberry juice in there. And all I tasted was cranberry juice. My measurements weren't off because every recipe I could find about the Cosmopolitan had the same ratio of ingredients. If you took away the cranberry juice, you would have a vodka, triple sec, and lime juice cocktail, which is like a kamikaze, essentially, that probably would be good. But anyway, Cosmopolitan, my wife would give that a 5 out of 5. I would give that 2 out of 5. It's not great. All right, before we get back into some more Christmas stuff, because I also want to talk about Christmas movies, I want to tell you another Christmas dad joke. What's the difference between Tiger Woods and Santa? Santa was smart enough to stop at three hoes. All right, so this year, Christmas time. Well, I guess every year I shop for my wife. This is another question I have for people, and I guess it's rhetorical, but please, you can answer me on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, or if you want to email, that's fine too. I'm curious what you guys do for your wife specifically in terms of present buying. I guess this most, mostly applies for Christmas time. Now, do you just go and Either A, you're listening throughout the year of things that she wants and kind of store them in memory, and then you buy those things for her, or are you given or ask for a list and then buy said things off said list for said wife? That's what I said. I am in the latter camp. I've found that, I mean, I could give her surprises and I'm sure she, you know, she's liked them in the past, or at least she puts up a really good show. However, I'm of the opinion that if there's something you want, I would like to get that for you because that would obviously make you happy. Now, obviously we are the type of people and you probably are too, that if you want something, you could just go get it. But at this point now with our kids, they like seeing us open some presents. Not too many because that's taking away from time of them playing with their toys. So it's like, get this show on the road, mom and dad. 
you know, it's it's good to open presents from each other in front of the kids, I think. So we do that. But yeah, I get a list from my wife and then I buy things off that list. I'm the same way, especially this year. I basically only asked for one thing. I said, I would like a Google Home Max. I'm slowly converting my home into a smart home. And yes, I am realize that Google is listening to everything that our family is saying. And I'm okay with that because if Google wants to hear me yell at my kids about picking their nose and improperly wiping their asses, then Google can listen to me say that. I really don't care. I have no secrets to hide from Google. So I'm excited to get that. Yeah, I guess I'm curious what you other dads do if you just go rogue or if you're just shopping off a list that you are given. Now, Christmas movies. Let's talk Christmas movies. I love movies. There's a couple movies I try to watch every Christmas season because that's just part of my tradition and I love them. And I've got a couple here that I want to talk about and some of them are comedies and some of them are more on the sentimental side. Now, starting with the comedy, one of my favorites, I try to watch it every year, is National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Cousin Eddie is one of the funniest characters in any movie. He's just so out there. Love it. He's pouring his shit down the sewer. That dog that he brings. <laughs> oh, man. I could quote almost all of that movie. It's great. Chevy Chase is fantastic in it. I love it. The part with putting up the lights outside, I can totally relate to that as a dad now. You know, it's funny because like when I first started watching, I really related to the kids. Now I just completely relate to Clark. That's the other thing too, is like all of his family coming over. Like, God bless him. I, I'm going to say this and I'm not sure who's going to be listening to this, but this year we are not having much of a Christmas with family. And, you know, that's due to the pandemic. My parents are in Florida right now. They made kind of a last-minute decision not to fly up, and that's okay. Um, typically, in the last couple of years, they've been in Florida for the wintertime, so they would fly up for two to three days, see us those two to three straight days, and then they would fly back. So it's a lot for them and then for us because we're hosting people three days in a row. You know, similarly, we usually see our cousins and their kids now. And, you know, last year we hosted about 25 people on Christmas Eve. And then some folks came back on Christmas Day because, like I said, you know, people are, are flying in out of town to see you. So, of course, you want them to not just sit in their hotel room or just sit around. It's like, if you're here, you know, from a different state, come and see us. That's fine. So we hosted people two days in a row. Christmas Eve, Christmas Day last year. It was a lot. It was a lot. But um, this year, it's going to be way more low-key. We aren't hosting really anybody, save for maybe one or two people coming over that are local. But, but yeah, so National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation with all those cast of characters. That's, it's, it's a classic. I, I watch it every year. I love it. Now, another one Christmas movie that I like and this is uh, more on the lighthearted side. I'm excited. My, my, my kids have seen this, but I think they probably haven't seen it all the way through and really absorbed the movie. And I'm talking about Polar Express. It's a great movie. Robert Zemeckis is behind it, who 
You know I love Back to the Future. There's a couple of Back to the Future Easter eggs in there for those of you who are really big time Back to the Future fans. Rewatch the movie and you'll you'll see what I mean there. There's a couple of lines that they quote and you can just tell there's some things they kind of carried through there. They've got it's got some good music and and let's be honest, I mean at the end there when the dad is shaking the jingle bell and he's like I can't hear it and it's just like oh all the feels man all the feels it's just a really sweet um sweet movie and they have it at a nearby uh kind of like a museum that is near us they they showed on IMAX and my wife and I went and did this years ago before we had kids saw it on this huge screen uh with like super amazing sound and just the best you know picture and it was just an experience man and one day uh we got to take our kids to see that because that's that's the way to see a movie like polar express with with all the sound and all the lights and great movie polar express along the same lines of that um i will say family man and that might be a little controversial because that's not technically a christmas movie but i consider it a christmas movie because it starts on Christmas and it's kind of like how the whole movie the whole movie basically branches out from there. Peppermint's growing on me. So those of you who don't know, it stars Nicolas Cage and I think her name is Tia Leone. It was made in the early 2000s, like 2000, 2001, something like that. Nicolas Cage is a single, you know, bachelor type who he's basically this executive in this firm, this this company. And it, it opens up with him basically having all of his employees working on Christmas Eve or something. He, he's basically the equivalent of a Scrooge, right? So he's making everybody work, and he just has no care in the world about other people. And yeah, I guess it's it's very much like a uh, like a Scrooge um, story. But you know, something happens, and he is kind of sees his life from a different angle, and it's like, what if? he ended up marrying and staying with his college sweetheart. And then it kind of follows this path in his life, and he's in this consciousness of himself as a dad now. And he's got babies, and he is part of this bowling club, and he's in this little house, and he's going through all the things that us dads are going through, right? And he starts to... At first, of course, he hates it, and he's trying to get back to his real life because he wants the bachelor life with his sexy mistress that comes over. And But over time, he starts to fall in love with his lifestyle, and he starts falling in love with the people that are his friends. And then, of course, it's taken away from him at the end. And, of course, he's back in his real life. And so he decides to reach out, spoiler alert, he, he decides to reach out to his now very much ex-girlfriend because many years have passed and they had not talked and just tries to uh, spark something there and sees what happens. So it's a touching movie. Like I said, it starts on Christmas. Christmas is a big theme of it, even though it kind of goes past the Christmas time. So I, I enjoy that movie. It was one of the first movies my wife and I saw together in the theater when we first started dating. And it's funny because like I left that uh, movie, and I can remember this, uh, with a very warm, fuzzy feeling in my cold, dead heart. And it was like one of the first times I was like, wow, I really can't wait to be a dad. So 
I have to bring this one up. The Christmas Story. Now, I said I'm going to talk about my favorite Christmas movies. I don't think this is one of them. I just want to bring this up because this one's unique because, of course, it's shown on Christmas Eve for 24 straight hours. I don't know. I personally don't think this is a great movie, Looking, thinking back now. The fact that it's shown for 24 hours gives it a little bit of a niche, and people have seen it probably so much because of that. But prior to like the mid-90s when Ted Turner agreed to put it on his channels, either TBS or TNT, one of those, for 24 straight hours, I don't think it was very critically acclaimed. Not a lot of people knew it even existed. It was made in the 80s. Of course, this is the, the Ralphie one, you'll shoot your eye out. I don't think I have to explain it. I'm sure everybody knows what that movie is. But it's really not a great movie. Um, I think the fact that it's just shown for one day straight it's almost like a homework assignment. Like you've got to watch it at least once because come on, it's on 12 times. You got to put it on at some point in the day or night. Right. And for many years, my wife and I fell asleep to that movie every Christmas Eve. But honestly, it's thinking back. I mean, kid is annoying. His brother's even more annoying. And the, the movie was supposedly set in the 1940s, I think, or thirties. I want to say, I don't forties. You mean to tell me that there is a kid, a teenager that had braces in the 1940s? I feel like I was having this conversation with my wife the other day. I feel like braces like that, that kid had, that Fargus bully kid, he had, those were not around in the 40s like that, right? Was orthodontics that advanced in the 1940s? That, that's a segue, but I just, I, that takes me out of it too. The only one I can relate to is the dad. You know, he just wants to eat the damn turkey. He just wants to be left alone. He likes looking at sexy legs. I mean, I've got a lot in common with this guy. And then finally, perhaps the best Christmas movie of all time. And yes, it's a Christmas movie. Die Hard. I don't need to explain this movie. If you're a dad, if you're a man, seen this movie once, twice, three times, lady. But it's a great movie. I'm not even going to explain it. I read a funny meme the other day. It said, Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. It's a movie about a guy in a tower trying to hide from Alan Rickman. This is a Harry Potter movie. So, there you go. I got another dad joke for you. I love, it's not really, it's, I guess it's kind of a joke. I love this time of year. You can slam your laptop shut when your partner walks into the room and you don't get any disgusted looks. Am I right? All right, so you may, if you follow us on the social, you may have seen something a couple weeks back with us asking you for your parenting tips. We are still planning to do a parenting tip episode soon when Seth gets back and is ready to rock and roll. So please continue to send in your parenting tips because we want to read all of yours and the more the better. So I don't want to just give out all of my parenting tips because Lord knows. I run out at three. So please either send us something on Instagram as off duty pod search for us on Facebook, which is dad's off duty. Just search that on Facebook and there's a, you know, we have a page there. We'd love to hear from you. Please like it on Twitter. Seth for nerds, Seth, the number four nerds. You can follow him on there to hear all of his antics. What else? 
So going forward, I'm not sure how long Seth's going to be out, and I'm not sure if you want to hear my voice for 20 to 30 minutes straight. So I'm thinking about either having some guests on, and what I mean by guests are you. I would love to have a listener on to chat with me about a project or a subject that you are passionate about. So if that's you, I want you to get in touch with me and let me know you're interested, and we can talk. I could also have my wife on and the fabulous Mrs. Katie, and we can talk about whatever is on her mind. Let's be honest. I love you, honey. So I'm trying to think about how to go from here. So I need, I need your help. I'd like you to, to chime in. I've got two more dad jokes for you here. Christmas jokes. What do you call a kid who doesn't believe in Santa? A rebel without a clause. And one more for you before we go. Why doesn't Santa go to the hospital? He has private elf care. Let me just check. Yep, that's it. That's all I got for you guys. So we, I will be back, maybe with somebody, maybe by myself. But until then, if you're a dad, please, the love of God, the love of everything holy, the love of Christmas, stay off duty.